Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book, I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Joining me today is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hi, everyone. And uh, today we're going to be talking about yet another book that you've not read. No, and I don't even know what book it is. It's uh, an Ian M. Banks book. Do you know Ian M. Banks? Yes, very much so. I actually even uh, went to the episode list and looked at all the... the, um, uh, books of his that I've reviewed um, Culture Series Introduction There's Matter Considered Flobus Accession State of the Art Surface Detail Hydrogen Sonata Matter Surface Detail Again Hydrogen Sonata Again Use of Weapons Looks at we- Windward Use of Weapons Again Play of Games Inversions And the Culture Series Wrap Up Then there's Transition by Ian M. Banks Which is actually by Ian Banks Not Ian M. Banks It was kind okay. of like Is it science fiction That it's got an M in his name or not um, But you can see All of those Except for Transition Have been um, Culture The Culture Series Yes Because I've read, I read All of his books before And then when I'm going back And rereading these books for the Science Fiction Book Review podcast. Um, I just read the Culture Series because we did a Culture Series read-through, but he wrote five or six other non-culture science fiction books. Oh, okay. Which I will now look at the list by and clicking on the Wikipedia page. standalone books? Standalone books. Okay. Although there's a weird thing here. I noticed here on, on Wikipedia, it says um, the cultural novels, and it's got all of them. Other novels, Against the Dark Background from 1993, Fearsome Engine from 1994, Inversions from 1998. But Inversions, if you read it as a, an, a culture novel, it is a culture novel. Yeah. But here on science, on the science fiction section of Ian M. Banks, or Ian Banks' Wikipedia page... They categorise it as not culture. The thing is, if you Seriously. read that book and didn't know it was a culture novel... It wouldn't yeah. be a culture novel. Yeah, I You know guess. what I mean? Yeah. And then there's the Algebrist and Transition. Algebrist is, uh, is, is good fun. Yes, um, I've read that one. All of these, except Transition, came out after I started the science fiction book... No, sorry. All of these came out before I started the science fiction book review podcast. Okay. Matter, Surface Detail, Transition, and Hydrogen and Sonata came out afterwards. So those are ones I read when they came out and then reread them as part of the, uh, as part of the culture read-through, but I never yes. went back and checked out Against a Dark Background, and that's the one that we're talking about today. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's, a, an, again, non, non-culture series science fiction book by Ian M. Banks. All right, any questions before we get into this? Is it a big book? It's pretty long. It's pretty chunky. I think it's like 600 pages. Actually, I can just look here on the... I even have the uh, 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 thing up here. Oh, 480 pages or something like that. So it's pretty pretty yeah, chunky book. Yeah. Pretty chunky book. Yeah. Not, a, not a short book. Not as long as some of his books, but um, it's not like a brisk read, like, say, a uh, player of games is, you know, yeah. you br- briskly get through it and things like that. And you listen to it as an audiobook. Listen to it as an audiobook, um, narrated by Peter Kenny, who does the narration of all the, the, the culture books, yeah. uh, which, oh, most of the culture books anyway, most of them. So I, I really enjoyed his narration in the past. And, uh, and actually there was a, a book, oh, was this? Uh, maybe actually I'm getting mixed up now. Let's go over to audible.com and I'm going to check out if it was Peter Kenny. Uh, what do I go to? Library here. Should have had these pages open already. Um, yep. I uh, I did the uh, the Quantum Magician and Against the Dark Background one after the, each other. Um, oh no, Quantum Magician was T. Ryder Smith, so that was another audiobook narrator. Okay, and this is uh, yeah by Peter Kenny, narrated okay. by Peter Kenny, eighteen hour audiobook. So you know, I'd say like a, so an, like... a good a good length no- uh, novel for an audio like an audiobook length is sort of like you know when she get like like ten fifteen hours, you're like oh this is a solid book. Eighteen, yeah. you're like that's a decent length book. Yeah. And once it starts getting past like, like 20, 20, 24 yeah. hours, you're like oh this is a big this is a big book. You know, you get yes. under Red Mars, it's sort of like uh, you know thirty six hour or maybe the later ones are sort of thirty and these big yeah. fantasy. Books that you read it, and maybe it's two books put together 
or one of those um, Malazan Book of the Fallen novels, yeah, and, and you're like, oh wow, these are 36 hours. Yeah. Four parts audiobooks. Yeah, or in, on the, oh yeah, yeah, on the German audio uh, Audible, they split <laughs> it into uh, multiple sections as yeah. well, like some Peter F. Hamilton books. You got you're paying oh, yeah. like six credits to get through two books. You're like, wait a second, this is not fair. Yeah. Um, German's just longer. Yeah, I guess, but also they they know that they can fleece the fans of an, yeah. a, a, an author. Um, what was I going to say? And, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And you enjoyed uh, you enjoyed like how? Oh yeah. Okay, that was what was I wanted that? to ask. How long did it take you to get like how many like? Oh, not in, very long. Uh, yeah, I like listened week. to it like a week and a week and a half or something. A week and a half. Yeah, I could I could look here at the um, at the uh, the. Uh, what was it? The date of these podcasts. So yeah, I we did the last episode on the fourteenth uh, of fourteenth uh, of um, February, February, and I finished this one uh, three or four days ago. Yes, yeah, about two weeks, I guess, okay. which is a bit longer than I would normally do when I'm traveling. You know, I get through a book, yeah, I get yeah. through this book in like three days if I was traveling, but I've not been traveling much recently, which means less audiobook listening yeah. and uh, less re- reading. But oh yeah, I forgot to mention I've been uh, studying German and stuff to become a German citizen. That's all behind me now. Yes. I mean, I will keep ju- studying juggling uh, juggling. Steep keep studying German to get some official certificate that means I can actually speak it. But uh, yeah, it's I'll good uh, that you have like a like a, a paper that you can hand in to somebody saying, "Yeah, look. look at me. I can prove that I've passed an exam to speak German." So I will keep studying, but not into the exclusion of like reading mm, yeah. at night and things. So yeah. I'll uh, I'll get back to some stuff. Yeah. So against that background, um, I keep saying what it's not, not culture, but what is it? So it's this uh, a book which is set. Um, well, let me put it this way: when you're reading a book, sometimes it's like, "What's going on here? Like, why is the world the way it is?" Yes. And the world in this book is very, very old. It's very, very old. Like, so, so the civilization. Is it our world? Yeah, uh, no. And here's the thing you don't know if it's our world okay. or not. So um, you're like, oh, is this sort of like far distance of the Earth and, you know, everything? And you're like, oh, so this was on this planet, but is that, is, you know, and is Mars? Because they're talking about different planets that have been terraformed and some yeah. moons of some other things. So it's a very Earth like planet with very Earth like people, like human like people on yeah. it. So it's a book. Kind of set on an Earth analog with humans. Okay. But the civilization, they can track the civilization back either 10,000 years or 30,000 years, not quite sure. And in that time, there's been like rises of civilizations and falls of civilizations. Mm. And, and sometimes they're in a kind of barbaric world and with everyone as, as cavemen. And then like technology is rediscovered or redeveloped. And, you know, people come, oh, this, this, uh, this entire place is a radioactive waste. So we can't go there anymore because there was a nuclear war there mm-hmm. and there's been nuclear winter and, you know, different cycles of cooling and things. And, mm. uh, and different cross-pollinization of, of like culture between planets that have been terraformed. And there's one place, well, this was terraformed, but the, but the terraforming didn't really stick very well, so now it's all cold again, you know, oh, okay. all that kind of stuff. So it's a very, very old world okay. with layers and layers of precursor technology. Yeah. Which is great for Ian and Banks because he has loads of ideas. He's got lots of fun ideas, which means this book is just full of amazing ideas because there's no like nation states anymore there's just sort of like conglomerates like some city states and some other people and then factions and then cults and corporations and stuff and they're all kind of interacting in this weird way and you're like oh this is sort of like the the end state of just sort of like chaotic um political experimentation you know okay uh so are we following along one person yeah you do follow one long person but i just wanted to talk about the world a bit Okay. A bit more. Is that okay? Uh, because sure. the format of this podcast is normally I talk about like the, the setting and then go on to what the, the characters are and what their story are and stuff okay. like that. So this is lots of fun stuff. One of the 
one of the clearest uh, things that you have, or one of the main ideas, is the lazy gun. Um, and the lazy gun, I've, we talked about it on a podcast before. But that um, comes up other, somewhere no, else. No, we talked about it on, the, on our top five episodes. You know, when we were saying, what are our top five aliens? What are our yeah. top five spaceships? And I said, yeah. what are our top five weapons? Yes. And you were like, I like the whip hound in, yes. um, in the prefect. Yeah. And I was like, I like the lazy gun. It's a gun that you point it at someone, frame up what you want to kill or destroy in the site, pull the trigger, and it kills it in a very creative Funny in way. a way, it wants yeah. it, it to. It, yeah. yeah, so if you shoot it at somebody, they might just get up, a heart attack and die. Yeah. But the, we talked about it in a podcast before. Yes, but the lazy gun doesn't only appear in this book. No, it does only appear in this book. Oh, really? It does, but you remember it because I, we've talked about it on a podcast before. So you've read this book? I've read this book before. Ah. I said I've read all these books, but I've not reread this because I only oh, reread Ian M. Banks because I was rereading the culture sense. series. Okay. okay, so the lazy gun is from this, this book. This is from this book. We've talked right. about it before. It's one of my favourite all time book but actually weirdly enough reading it in this it doesn't it doesn't have a big payoff like the description of it of what's it what it's like yeah is really good fun and then later on when you're like well they're gonna they're, i mean the whole book is the search for the lazy gun because there's uh. there was originally eight of them and now there's only one left and there's some cult wants it for some some reason and other people want it for another reason some antiquities dealers and stuff they want it for a different reason And, uh, oh, you're yawning already. Sorry. No, don't worry about it. We've just eaten a lot of food and uh, we had pancakes. Um, so, yeah, it's all about that. And you realize actually at the end when it's, you know, when it starts going off, eh, it's not actually that, that interesting. Oh. Like, so, because I've only read this book once before, maybe twice before. No, I think I, I only read it once before because I don't have the memories of having read it before. Okay, you so know, you that, don't remember the end bit. And... I, no, I didn't really remember the end bit. Um, anyway, so... And then there's some. Then there's other things that pop up in this in this book, and I'm like, oh, that's a really great idea. And you're like waiting for it to pay off, and it kind of pays off, but then it doesn't really pay off. Maybe that was meant to be a, a follow up. No, 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 it isn't. This is this is the book. It's definitely okay. a standalone book. It's definitely a standalone book. I don't want to. I don't want to make excuses for the book. This is the book. Okay. You know, the book that I'm reading is the book. Okay. From published in what ninety? When what does it say here? First published in 1993 or something like that. So uh, it it goes. Um, It goes, uh, yeah, 1993. So it's not as if he was like, oh, I've got to go back to that world and okay. finish it off. It's not like the okay. culture series where he goes, oh, and then after this, this happened. But in the same way that the culture, it's such a wide-ranging thing, there's always like new places to visit and yeah. new bits of history to find. Yeah. It works out. And in this one, they go to different places. For example, they go to one moon or one planet, which has got this mass. It's like this massive vegetable grown over half of it. So it's like this. It's the world. It's the, it's the solar system's largest organism, which has grown there. And it's got these bubbles and people live underneath it and around it. So, like there's some really, really good stuff. There's the idiot. No, the useless kings, I think they're called. Um, okay. And the useless kings try try to be as useless as possible and they buy things to, to stabilize the economy but then don't use it so they'll buy technology from outside but they're not allowed to use the technology so they'll just you know just, just buy it. it and have it and uh, then not use it and okay. also they don't want to they don't worship god they curse at god and that means they don't want holy books and but they actually have one of these books or holy books that they need to look for and there's all these good things you're like oh the useless kings are really good and then they, they go to the city which is a radioactive waste and the only people who can live there like you know it's like a Chernobyl uh, yeah. kind of area yeah. and you kind of realize that this book oh this book came out in 1993 so he's probably looking at that like what's the uh, only way to deal with nuclear fallout oh androids can 
live there, but then humans can't. So there's a yeah. whole city where androids are just living there, rebuilding a city. And in another 10,000 years' time, the city will still be standing and the radiation will come down low enough and then humans can move back in. Yes. Um, but meanwhile, they're just individually like, oh, this building, I'm going to repair this building and make it nice. And yeah. each one of them just sits there and works because they Funny. are eternal, non-dying, you know, their memories just last forever. Yeah. And uh, they do that. Of course. Um, you got some cool, con- con- other cool weapons, some cool technology, and it's all in here. Yeah. And you may think, oh, well, what does the story do with all of this stuff? And unfortunately, the story doesn't do a whole lot with this. Yeah. It's like a tour of a fun planet and solar system. And like, oh, and back, you know, 10,000 years ago was these. And they left this technology, which is now magical to us. And we can explore that. Then we go over here and there's this, they go to this one place um, and she turns up and it's sort of like, oh, it's nudist week. And I'm walking around with clothes on. Oh, okay, I'm going to have to uh, take all my clothes off. So she goes into a, a, a telephone box and strips and, uh, and is then arrested for stripping in public because stripping in public is a lewd act. But it's nudist week. So, so, so even though it's, it's nude week, you can't just you, strip You can't in strip in public. You can be nude in public, but stripping is a sexual <laughs> act or something like that. So it's just a throwaway line, a throwaway yeah. gag. And there's so much fun stuff in this. All the stuff that you want from Ian and Banks, where he's got an idea, it goes in the book. He's got another idea, it goes in the book. With, within the culture, it's possible that these things are not known to the people in the book. Mm. Like, they are, things are there, and someone can go and explore something, and they learn something about the place that they go to. I mean, it's, you know, it's like a travelogue. A lot of these books are like, we're going to go here and meet these aliens, and then go there and meet to that spaceship, and then take this spaceship over there and land on that planet, and then see these people and have a conversation with them there. Find about it here. But this is a world which everything is old. And mm. nobody really, kn- like, everybody already knows who the, these people are, and people know what they are. There's the solipsists. And the solipsists are the people who only believe themselves exist, or they only take the proof of themselves that they exist. I think, therefore, I am. And that means they only ever see that they see themselves as gods in their own world, and all of creation and everything around them is just focused on themselves. But there's a group of them. And then, so there's this fun discussion about the, the, the group dynamics of how you have a group of solipsists who don't admit that other people exist. They call them apparitions or facets of myself, or facets of my mind who are next to me. And they and the way that they end a the conversation is they just close their eyes and wait for them to wa- wait for someone else to walk away and they open their eyes again. Oh, okay, that person's gone, you know. Uh, and that's like, there's like these different customs about here. And there's all of this really, really good stuff in this book. Yes. But the story just doesn't hold it together. There's individually, like it, there's heists and there's battles yeah. and, there's, and there's a train job where there's a maglev and they're like, oh, let's, let's put glue on the train line and we're going to stick it to the train line. And you're like, that's a really fun idea. Why don't maglev train jobs? Like you see all these movies with train jobs, you yeah. know, there's, there's always a train. In the last Star Wars movie, in the, in the solo movie, there was a train job. Yeah. And, uh, and one of the first episodes of uh, Firefly is the train it's job. The, yeah. And there's always train yeah, jobs, famously. you know. Yeah. Yeah these train jobs and I'm like oh we're getting a train job in this book this is great and they do it and it's fine it's fun in in, in of it in and of itself but all the time we're just like well they just go somewhere it's very episodic they go here discover this talk about this do this a character pops up again and then they go off this way you know um, what this very much reminds me of what does it very much remind you of I know you have never read it yeah but this reminds me very much of The Little Prince Okay. In the sense of that... What do you mean I've never read it? I've read it. You've read it? Of course I've read oh, it. Oh, okay. I have it. There's a book. It's like in the bookshop shelf. But I wasn't there. sure if you ever read yeah, it. Yeah, I had read it. Yeah. Good. Anyway, so it's very like these episodes where the little prince goes to planets, yeah. meets people, learns about their quirks, yeah. and then leaves them again. Yeah. And it only is like, it's just telling like a little story about humanity in a yeah. way. Yeah. And and this feels a little bit like that. So there is a, there is. 
there is some story, mm-hmm. like loosely. There is a form of science fiction, which is the grand tour. Is yeah. exactly this kind of thing. You yeah. get the solar system, and someone will set off. You'll be a story which starts on start. I mean, the 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 normal one is that there's the three planets. Okay, so you'll start on Earth, then go and do something on the Moon, and then you'll go over to Mars, and then maybe come back to from Mars back to Earth again. Uh, you know, you'll do a, a loop around different planets, and each section of the book will be on a different planet. Yeah. Okay, lots of science fiction authors have their own go at a at a tour of the solar system. Okay, or a and that's what this book is. It's sort yes. of like, oh, we have these planets. This one is the Mars analog. This one is the um, you know, the moon of Jupiter analog or whatever, you know, whatever you want in them to be. Yeah. And take a tour of the solar system or take a tour between the different planets and discover the differences between the cultures, you know. It's a very classic thing. And that's what this is doing here. Yeah. But but the um, the useless kings, no how are they called? Yeah, the, the useless kings, I think yeah. that's what they're called. Yeah. That reminded me very much of yes. the little prince. But here's the thing, when you say when you go like, oh, what are, what is the logical conclusion to some of a religion like these cults are doing something yes. what's the logical end point of some of these if every single form of religion has been tried what could be left over for people to be trying if every part of if every part of government every form of government has been tried yeah what's the thing that's left over for people to be trying at the end you're like oh well, this is a robot civilization or this is a robot country yeah. and these are these other kind of people and this is and you know it talks about at the start they, they go to the um the, what's called the log jam and a log jam on a river is where, you know, the, 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 um, you can walk from one side of the river to the other. It's because of the logs. All logs like, that are jammed yeah. in there, you know, and, and things like that. It's called the log jam. And this place is where some ships pulled up and then some other ships pulled up and not on the shore because there was a city there and it was too expensive to live. So people just pulled the boats up and started living just out of the city. Yeah. And in the end, so many boats arrive and there's like 10,000 years worth of boat history there. Everyone's sailing up their boats and going there. Yeah. And now 30 million people, or whatever, I can't remember what it was, but maybe 3 million people live on boats floating like out at sea but all connected with different things you know and you're like this is really good it's fun to explore these things it's fun to spend time in these places yeah so maybe it's like um he had he has like a had a drawer he has a drawer full of ideas yeah and then he pulls out things and then okay let's write a little bit about this let's write about a little bit about that maybe that's what exactly and that's the problem with this book the story that holds it together and the characters that hold it together isn't strong enough. Are kind of, un- they're overwhelmed. They're, they're underwhelming compared to all of the different, uh. like political ideas and so- society ideas and location ideas and weapon ideas and war technology ideas and all these other kind of technologies creature and, ideas. and creature ideas. Yeah. yeah, like the different things that they meet. There's even this place where they go out hunting birds, and I'm like, this is great. The useless king is hunting the bird, but they want him to, they want to kill him by in this in this in this hunt, you know, because they need to have the, you know, it's a whole heist kind of thing layers and layers of heist and individually if this was just a if this was a story which was just sort of like hey here's a group of four or five people who have got this psychic link between each other which isn't a strong psychic link it's just sort of like so you know what they're going to do like okay. in any situation you just kind of have an instinct like, that you okay. go oh if i jump this if way I they're going to jump the other yeah yeah that kind yeah. of it's, it's that's how it's described you know like okay. in this situation if suddenly something happens behind us we all just miraculously know that i'm going to jump there they're going because they were fighter pilots so they could be linked together with this um uh, in the, like a squadron so they all could like fly around different places you know makes sense it's good, but it doesn't. That doesn't really come to any. But anyway, there's this, there's this group of people, and if it was just, hey, these are antiquities dealers, these, um, and they're heisting, and they're trying to steal this and steal that, and there's a book, and they want to steal that, and there's a gem, and they're going to steal that, and there's this lazy gun, and they're going to track that down and steal that, and there's this other person that they've got to track down to find this thing, and then you know, there's the robot comes in at one point and then goes off, and these other people come and they they yeah. run in with the solipses. If it was just a fun adventure story, 
I'd be totally fine with it. But? It's called Against a Dark Background. And this book is pretty dark. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty grim in places. And, in the uh, sense of... Well, you know like, Ian M. Banks. Not all of his characters survive to the end of all of his stories. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah? So... Even more so some of his, you know, his normal fiction, like his non-science fiction books and some of yeah. the others. You're like, oh, yeah. right. At the end of, uh, again, mild spoilers for some of his culture novels. But for example, consider Flebus, you know, uh, Flebus or however you pronounce it. Yeah. The main guy on there. You're like, oh, right. He's the main character. He's going to be and like, oh, no, <laughs> like that. Yeah. You realize, oh, actually, he's like kind of the bad guy. He's fighting the culture and stuff like so if he's going to die or whatever. And yeah. there's quite a few where you're like, and then everyone dies except this one person. And I'm not going to give away what kind of book this is. But yeah there's not not everybody makes it through to the end you know and the the stories that are happening here it's very nihilistic like really like oh and then everyone dies and then whatever whatever you know like kind of like death is the only end solution heat death of the universe because here's what i haven't mentioned about this book and i realized i remember this was one of the things that i remember reading back through when you go into this book and you know the actual location like what the what the planet is where they are what the solar system is like it really informs your reading of the book, but the first time you read it through, you don't have this knowledge. Yeah. And the knowledge is, which I'm going to give you and the listeners, because it's, it's I don't say it's a benefit. I'm not saying it's a, a, a more, it's not a spoiler or anything. But the reason why this, this solar system is just slowly decaying is because it's an orphan star. It's actually halfway between two galaxies. You know, we are like four light years away from the nearest star. Mm. And you think, well, if you get into a, into, a, into a ship and there's other things, there's other planets to explore. If you get some good technology, you can get out there and explore different places. You know, yeah. faster than light travel. You can get around and things. But this is, this is like millions of light years away or, you know, hundreds of thousands of light years away from the closest next star. So it's difficult for them to get out. Even with the magical technology, like the lazy gun, when you t- it's got ma- it's not heavy, but it's got mass, so it's it's kind of weirdly locked. To- and yeah. if you turn it over, it weighs four times as much if it's upside down than it yeah. is the right way around. You know, they- these fun kind of ideas that they have there. If you've got super technology, magical technology, you're also like, oh, and with that, we can make anti gravity drives and go over here and of explore. Course. And if we're living in that kind of thing, aliens can come and visit us. No, so you get these levels of technology which are super high levels, which you think, oh, with this, they can go to the stars but they can't Mm. it's very contained when their star burns out that's That's it it. when they run out of fossil fuels on the planet that's it when the oxygen runs out that's it there's no going different places it's this little solar system is it Mm. the dark background is the dark they look around and they don't see stars at night i mean they see Uh, they see they see these little nebula far away it's all everything's far away they Uh, don't well not nebula they have they they can see other galaxies but these are just these tiny points you mm. know like how many galaxies can we see from our from like without telescopes like they're these tiny little things you know when you get the hubble you like zoom in here it's like here's a galaxy it's this big spiral galaxy but you can't that's not star brightness like we see so the dark background is when they look up there's not a lot to see in the sky except the planets and things and also the dark background is like just the darkness of the story and the novel of like yeah death is just always hanging out the main character sharrow is um she's one of the last members of her family of her like noble family disgraced out of money family now that she had that she's there um 
and a occult has said we want a license to be able to assassinate her because when we do, when we assassinate her, her that's her bloodline wiped out and then that can bring around our saviour, whatever kind oh, of thing. Okay. And they petition enough governments and they say, yeah, we can do it. So what well, world parliament says, yeah, okay, you can have the license to kill her. Go for it. And she's like, all right, I've got a year. They have an assassination. So the whole thing is like this race against not being killed and then okay. finding the lazy gun to be able to stop them doing something. All that kind of stuff. And it's kind of grim. But then at the same time, you've got all these fun adventures that they yeah. go on. But there's this weird... And, but then to make it dark, you keep flashing back to parts of her parts of her background. Like when she was born, like the book opens with a scene of her mother being killed in front of her in this, in this cable oh, car no. and stuff like that. And then there's other bits where she, you know, gets injured and she has a run-in with her half-sister. And, uh, you know, and then she's, you know, has bad trouble with men in in different ways but what's her connection to the four people with who have the well she went and joined link. up in the army and they were part of her squad and they got a, a mind link together oh so and then she's the part of the, of the squad yeah so we are always ever following the squad we're following her and what she gets up to with her squad throughout the book okay um yeah so uh, but those characters those second characters like those uh, you know the the squad members not really memorable enough there's the woman one who's good looking and then there's the one that she had a fling with and then there's the other one who's like competent and probably a bit older and sort of like the you know like the big brother of the group and then yeah. there's his sister or whatever you know there's so there's like four or five of them mentioned and there's some in the in the pack wow you're really yawning a lot sorry don't I'm worry sorry. about it i know after this we can get some rest yes. that's the thing when we on a lazy sunday, sunday afternoon. afternoon oh it's just so hard to and, get and we eat i ate too much too many yeah, pancakes me and too. stuff pancakes oh pancakes with nutella it's just so good um <laughs> so overall it's, it's just the balance isn't good the, balance isn't the flashbacks take you out of the story too much okay. it's too episodic that it's just not as good i mean there's so much good stuff you realize oh it's got all the hallmarks mm. of a of a fun uh ian m banks book yeah and in the in in the in the cho cho chronological like yeah Chronology. When he wrote books, yeah. where is this being put? Like, is it um, just put in amongst other culture books, or is it at the beginning of his writing, or the? Like... He wrote considerably as play of games and use of weapons. Yeah. And then uh, all the time he was writing non-science fiction books as yeah. well. And then this was his first non-culture science fiction book. Ah, so it okay. comes after use of weapons and play of games and consider flubus and use of weapons, not like the lightest books, you know, play yeah. of, you know, use of weapons is kind of one of the darker books that you have. Oh, yeah. Like that, that you can read like of this style, which is like nominally a, Hey, adventure and wars and battles in space. And then, but actually what you're reading, like actually what's happening at the end, the chair, you know, yeah. they're always talking about the chair and like, what's, what's so bad about this chair? And then when you actually get the answer to what's bad about the chair, you're like, Oh, Oh, right. that's just that's one good. question. I don't know yeah. Ian Banks that well. You definitely have. You've read, read nine more, novels. Of yes. His but not about him as a person. Okay, yeah. So is there anything like, did he ever explain why he has this uh, strong link to darker, like, uh, directions and I stuff? don't think it's dark. That's the thing. It's just a tonal thing. Okay. Like, if you want to kill off all your characters at the end of the novel, that's fine. Darkness isn't just killing off characters. But if you want to explore the heat death of the universe in small and call it against a dark background, yeah. it's difficult to do that without like going into these darker places. Um, so, uh, uh, sorry, I, I felt something under the table. You it wasn't me. The, okay, there, we have a small dog which we don't know about in the apartment. Uh, <laughs> I think it was your feet. Um, I don't think it's. 
I don't think it's a sign of a, a bad person or a dark personality or no, someone no, died no. in his past or anything like that. I think it's about someone who is like, I'm going to challenge my readers and I'm going to write a book which I want. And you can tell all of the books that he writes is a book that he wants to read. You know, when he was writing yeah. this, he was like, oh, I'm going to write this book and it's going to have a hopeful ending because I want to, I want, this is the last book that I'm going to write in the culture series. So I'm going to give it like a story I'm going to have a story where like the main characters die in the end, but it's going to be a hopeful. It's going to be, there's going to be some hope in the end there. Yeah. And when he's writing about, um, about the afterlife, you know, he has this afterlife trilogy kind of thing or like, you know, death and afterlife trilogy in the culture. Mm. Uh, it's not a trilogy because they're all written out of order and things, but, uh, yeah. but when you read matter and you're reading about, Oh, to punish people for bad things in their life, they're going to be weighed up at the end and they're going to go to hell, but hell doesn't exist. So we're going to create hell yeah. virtually and then punish people for eternity, like put their conscience inside a computer and yeah. punish them for an eternity. It's like, this is like, if you're going to address what, philosophy talks about and what religion talks about yeah. in science fiction sometimes you're going to create digital hells that people are going to be tormented in forever and to bring across what that's going to be like you're going to have to write it so yes. we have those elephant aliens in matter yeah. and they they go in they go in there and then you read about them being tortured and yeah. what happens to them yeah. and of course the whole battle is we want to close down you know the whole so other stuff you're is... saying he, what he's just mainly doing he's just being really thorough he's in being, all I of think, his yeah. in all of his explorations of the idea like yeah. he's not like saying oh, okay what is this uh, uh, idea uh, of um whatever philosopher yeah me and myself and i yeah whatever no he's actually dissecting it and really like, he's not pulling his punches yes. and i think that's what it comes down to you can get so many uh, i was talking to this about in the in the previous episode when we were talking about uh, like the different forms you know at the end of a horror movie yeah like what do you do if you don't pull your punches everyone dies at the end of the horror movie because that means then the horror was worth being yes. frightened of yes or But then if you don't, it's sort of like, oh, it's too triumphant. Or maybe they just like, the middle ground is sort of like, they get away, one but person, they didn't defeat yeah. it. Yeah, one person, always one person survives. Yes. Or one family survives. Or yeah. one small unit survives. And one of the main characters sacrifices for themselves. Mm. It's sort of like a rote way of doing it. But if something was really scary, like, and you see this all the time in like action movies. You're like, oh, this enemy is really, really bad. You know, mm. it's really, really dangerous. And the enemy kills everyone, bang, 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 like this. And then until they meet the hero or the hero's group, and then they just can't shoot properly. Like bang, 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 and they just run away and you're like ah like gunfights don't normally work that way yeah like in in movies gunfights works when a henchman dies they just bloodlessly keel to the floor yeah and then if if a uh if a, a hero gets shot and they're dying they lay there and there's enough time to do a big scene yes. of someone like oh like this and they're all yes. like really calm about it yeah. the way that gunfights really work is you get shot and people lay on the ground screaming with entrails falling out the stomach and they're trying to put their you know they're like oh my arms off and they're like oh no put my arm back on and just screaming and bleeding out I really it takes don't a long want time. to know this but i'm just saying that's the kind of like if you're not going to pull your punches if you're actually going to talk about war what war is really like yeah you know in in the in a not even a nihilistic way but like yes, to but show I it i think i think very much to show it to people yeah you have to be very very grim so they actually can understand that it is the worst that you can ever imagine well i don't it doesn't always have to be the worst that you can ever imagine but like it you need it to be i think which one was it was i can't remember which book it was like the hydrogen sonata anyway it's like a medieval kind of realm at the start or whatever and uh And he wants to show how bad a, a person is. Mm. And so he does it 
by a brother killing the king or someone killing the king. Yeah. And he's next in line. But instead of killing him, he slices him across and then reaches up into his rib cage and grabs his heart and squeezes the person's heart until he dies. And I had like this massive visceral reaction to the, to that when I read it for the first time. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, like it was made my heart like really beat strongly and I was sweating yeah. reading about this kind of thing. You're just like, no, that's not what you do. That's not what you do to me in this yes. kind of thing because it's not a horror book. Yes, like it's not a scary book. see how well written it is so that you in your head yeah. have such a strong... Not even not only emotional, but also bodily reaction, like a physical reaction to yeah. it. So then you can see how, I mean, probably not for everyone. It's like, yeah. it depends, like it really depends on what person you are, if this language and this description and the writing mm. gets you. But this is obviously totally in your kind of... Yeah, it's written at my alley. level, yeah. you know. Yeah, And we've had those conversations a few times now about like what... Like you don't like... You can't... You don't like uh, violent computer games that are, if I play a, a game which is running and shooting and stuff. Yeah. And for me, you watch these um, true life murder TV series and I can't deal with it because it's too stressful to, to even watch a documentary about someone's actual real life murder and they're looking for you know, what is it making of a murder no what is it is yeah, it making, making a murder or something murder. like that you're watching that. I can't watch that that's too distressing for me that's too stressful for me to see someone that someone's died and then somebody else has been like framed for it and put in jail and all it's too much human it's like re- for me that's like real genuine human suffering it is whereas for me playing the computer game where you run around and shoot people is just sort of like you know it's a different so Different people have different reactions. Yeah. My issue with this book is it's 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 Ian and Banks trying to strike that balance between sort of like the pull no punches darkness that he has in a lot of his books. Yeah. With the fun stuff that he has in a lot of his books. Yeah. You know, all the fun take a tour around the take a tour around the galaxy or take a and tour little, around the little, culture. Little, whatever. little droids and yeah, with droids and quirky robots and the yeah. ships and the mines and the names and all that kind of stuff. He's trying to mix it together. In this book, it doesn't work. The tone. It doesn't. The tone doesn't match up. Okay. And I think it's mostly to do with the story and the characters just not being strong enough. Okay. Like all of the individual parts of this story are good enough, would be good enough to to hold together, but the structure where there's lots of flashbacks to Sharrow's previous life and things like that. Yeah. It it doesn't it doesn't work. Okay. It could work, but she's not. It's not quite enough interesting has happened in her life to make her interesting. Okay. And she's also very cynical about the world already. Because everything is known, because everything's well, old. Of course, you know? she is cynical. Like in recent, uh, in, in <laughs> a few months ago, I like, you know, I'm generally a person that's quite uh, happy and po- positive yeah. and stuff. But in the in, in recent months, I discovered how easy it is for somebody to become really cynical. Yeah, and pessimistic. And, yeah, and, and pessimistic. Not maybe pessimistic, but more like seeing like, okay, what is this all worth for? It's, yeah, it's not like you know, you you can't change anything. It yeah. doesn't do anything, and it's it's kind of useless. Yeah, and uh, I can totally understand somebody becoming useless, uh, cynical in 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 a world like that. Yeah. So that's I don't and and also she she's meant to be killed so. Of course, you're going to be cynical. Well, yeah, but it's not cynical. I don't even think she is cynical because she tries to survive and stuff. Yeah, it's just it's this just weird a... nihilistic thing. Anyway, also, other things that you were like, the, what I was saying before, like, oh, this is a good idea, but it's not paid off. And this is a great location, but it's not paid off. Okay. Unfortunately, some of the most important things that happen in this book happen in the most boring places. Mm. And then at the end, 
what was I saying before? I can't remember what it was. We were watching a movie and I was like, oh, something big is going to happen here because this is a physical set, so it's going to have yes. to blow up. Yes. You know, when I see, when you see yeah. people, I mentioned... You always spoil things no, for me No, I don't. I just, I just mentioned it in the last episode, so I brought it back. And in this book, you go to these amazing places, like, oh, this is, this is where crazy stuff happens, and it is. But then they keep moving on, and the locations get more boring. I'm like, well, they're going to go back to some one of these interesting places that's going to be paid off. But they don't. They do, but okay. it's not that interesting. And a lot of that last section of the book where you're like, oh, it's really ramping up. Yeah. All the cards are on the table. We know what's going on. We know where something is. They're going to get there. They're going to make it. And it rem- then it goes into this part which reminds me of another book which has darkness in the title. Uh, left Hand of Darkness. Yeah, where- I wanted to say that at the beginning when you yeah. were describing the, the people. Yeah. That reminded me very much of Left Hand of Darkness. Left Hand of Darkness at the end, they're like, and now we're going to just take a trek across this northern wasteland and it's re- wasteland is really cold and there's going to be two people travelling together. And that's what this book does at the end. They're like, oh, and now we're in a really cold place and it's really difficult, but this is the way that we've got to get there. And it becomes this suddenly, like, all the way through, they're like, hey, train jobs and gluing a train to the tracks and, and, and flying around with these lizard and birds the and all this a, kind of like stuff. And like an Arctic expedition? Yeah, no, it's that, and suddenly, like, oh, now we're going to do the cold Arctic expedition section where everyone's really cold and hungry and this person gets hypothermia and this person gets damaged and, they're, 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 and then they have to take antibiotics because their wound goes gangrenous and their supply train is blown up and that's, they've got to go along but that's just Scott and Amundsen. <laughs> yeah, but you're just like, oh, that's not really the payoff. I mean, it works well in Left Hand of Darkness and I can kind of see what he's going for this here. Yeah. You know, like that kind of like, oh, Heart of Darkness going out into the world where this is an old radioactive waste and it's the exclusion mm. zone or whatever it is. And they've got to keep going on and they're being chased, but it's really cold and there's two of them are injured and one of them is dead and then they keep... And, just, oh. and it just didn't, it kind of all didn't, it just didn't keep pushing through to the end. Okay. That's a pity. And, but if you're going to take something out, I don't want them to take out. I don't want him to take out all the clever stuff and all the fun stuff. But it's just the balance isn't strong. The story and the characters aren't strong enough to carry through the tonal shifts between the darkness and the quirky okay. fun stuff. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Like three stars. Like two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half stars. Like it's not a bad book. Yes. Like, there's enough in this which is, like, interesting to read, but it isn't a successful book. And then you have the chunky pages. I mean, what? You it's have... quite, a, quite a big book. Yeah. yeah. For, for this, then, to be not, like, amazing. I don't want it just to be a fun romp. You know, there's some fun romps in the cultures here. So, yes. like, hey, these ships are going here, and they're going to try and blow up a thing. And if not, well, it doesn't really matter anyway, yeah. whatever. Like that. That's not this book. But it has a lot of those flavors in it. Yeah. But not, but it doesn't have like the seriousness of so of it, a player of games or a so it does have inversions gravitas, but like gravitas mismatch. If there was yeah. a spaceship in this that could have a name, it would be called gravitas mismatch. <laughs> like he hasn't worked out the, the and also I was just reading on on Wikipedia. It says um, uh, this was his. Uh, uh, Against That Background was rewritten from original work of 1975. So this was an early novel of his. Yeah. And then Banks said that was the last of his old material that he had to rewrite. And then he was writing new stuff. New stuff. So if you, if you think about it, when you look at the books that he put out as Ian M. Banks, check this out. Um, Considered Flavors, Player of Games, Use of Weapons. Then this book. And you realize, oh, of all the books that he was writing for like decades before he started publishing, mm-hmm. um, this one came out... Uh, like almost 20 years after he started writing it. But if you say it was written originally in 1975... So then where would that... Like, if you would take this original 
date. I'm saying it's one of his first novels, and he yeah. wasn't as he wasn't yeah. a good and enough writer exactly. at that point. So he had Even obviously his... enough fun ideas. Yeah, and uh, it was like still a bit bumpy for him to to get it into a balance. Yeah. And then later on, he figured it out. Yeah, it's quite. Or, yeah, that's what happened. But some of those later on books were published earlier than this book, and that's the that's the thing. Yes, but this was yeah. only published so late because he rewrote it. He wrote it, it yeah. Because so obviously he got a book really deal, count. and they're like, "Give us six books," and he's like, yeah. "Oh, I've only got three. They're like, "Look in your drawer." That's the yes. drawer novels or yeah. drawer manuscripts or yeah, something yeah. or trunk manuscripts. I think is what it's called. So you look in your trunk and go, "Oh, this old thing." They're like, "Yeah, patch that up, and we'll put it out." You've got yeah. a fan base now, and they're like, "Okay." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so that's why some of these trunk novels. I'm gonna they they just appear amongst other book series. Yeah, they they come out and uh, trunk novel. What the hell is a trunk novel? There's no financial reason to have a trunk novel anymore because you can just put it out. I guess it doesn't matter. Um, a trunk novel is an old unpublished manuscript stuffed away in a trunk or drawer or closet or box or whatever. In most cases, because it's terrible, you pull out your trunk novel, read it, and remember how you bad you were. Or if you're a, uh, a published author, you bring it out and go, "I can polish this up." Yeah. And, and this then you one, patch it up, not and... quite polished up. Nah. And I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure there's ways he could write this where maybe I'm not like have a happier ending. No, I'm not sure. But like, take out like two quirky locations and four quirky political ideas or whatever. Shorten it down a bit, and you could have a really good like descent into darkness. You know, against a dark background, study mm. of a dark character who's up against it, kind of novel. But yeah, it's like too much, too much silly. Not even silly stuff because it's interesting stuff. Like the the tour that they do is interesting, but yeah. it just doesn't need to. Didn't need to be quite like this. So. Yeah, tone, gravitas, mismatch kind of thing. Anyway, that's all I want to say. I mean, there's lots of other stuff I could say, but I've left it up to, like, you know, there's so much more in this book and people yeah. can explore it by themselves. Um, but yeah, it was weird reading this book and it's only, like, in the almost very end of the book, like, three or four chapters before the end when they say, oh, and this world is like this, this entire planet is like this because it's an orphan star, you know, millions of light years away from anywhere else and mm. it's never going to be contacted and, you know, this is it. There's no backup. This is mm. it. Mm. They just keep poodling along. And you're like, mm, that kind of informs too much of the novel to leave right until the end, even though I knew it this time. Yeah. It's a weird tone mismatch that that could have... If that had been at the start, like, you know, like in the first two chapters... Or, like, everyone who wants to read this now... Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's, I think it's actually like slightly stronger to understand what you're going into okay. because it feels less frivolous in that way. You're like, oh, there's a reason for it to be like a, a sword and sorcery fantasy kind of book. Not sword and sorcery, what's it called? The, the laser gun, the planetary romance kind of book. You know, Princess <laughs> of Mars. You get there and there's aliens and there's spaceships and there's hovercrafts yeah. and people can jump over buildings. All of that kind of stuff is in here. He's yeah. doing a planetary romance. Um, but yeah, it's not quite explained. That's what you're getting into, and then the tone of it doesn't quite fit. But yeah. uh, again, not a, not a bad book, but just a misfire compared to what I know Ian and Banks. If this had been a different bad. author and I'd read it, I'd have been like, "Wow, that's quite an interesting book and pretty good book." But it isn't. It's Ian and Banks, and I just know how good he can be. Yeah, and this just isn't it. Yeah. So uh, maybe I'll get to some of his others. I've, the Algebraist is a fun one, although there's a twist, which there's a prologue and the twist. I, of, I have you read, read that, that one. one. Okay. Yes. Oh, maybe that was I'll, one of my first. Yeah, ones. probably. I, maybe I should read it again, and, uh, and because you you read it, you can maybe yeah, have I some opinions. Yeah, I can reread it. Reread it. Reread it. Inversions and then Fearsome Engine, which I definitely have to get as an ebook because I wouldn't want to read that book as a as an audio book because 
it's got some of the most interesting use of written language. And if it's just oh, an okay. audiobook, like, nah, that's not going to work. Get lost. Yeah, I'd have to, because it's a book. What, which what's it, it called? Fearsome Engine. Fearsome Engine. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you need to, it's a book which you have to go into it admitting to yourself that you're, you're going to have to rewire parts of your brain to be able to enjoy. The, you would hate this book. You would not get into it at all. Okay. I think it would be way too difficult for you to read as a non-English native, no, native English speaker. Yeah. But maybe... If I get as an ebook, get I can have a look at it. You can have a look at it. Yeah, I should actually. I, I tried uh, recently, like I'm, I'm trying to read more stuff uh, via the library, and uh, so one time I looked through the the available books, science fiction books on the library app, and um, ones I found that was available at that moment was um, what's it called? All the lightning? No. All the birds in the sky. No. Too light the lightning. I, I, yeah, too light too, the yeah. lightning. And I started reading it, and I didn't get it. Like I was twenty no. pages in, and I had no clue what the what they even were talking about. Yeah. So, uh, gave it back. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a book for you. Yeah, no. It's a bit. Uh, I just realized fearsome engine. Something comes up. Natural language understanding for task oriented chatbots. Like this is. <laughs> It's, it's it's a book that's so complicated that it's being used as a uh, it's being used as a, a, a text as a template as a, a text template or a, a, an For interesting bots. an interesting can computers understand language really can they really understand language like if you really want to see if somebody give them that book yes give them that book so, but it uh, is not like James Joyce Ulysses where like no, 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 you read no, no, it's, it's just like, it's just way more crazy like okay am I just totally stupid I, I was yeah, looking for or? an extract about it. Um, uh, fearsome engine book review if you can't spell right just do it phonetically come and look at this look come here look at this what it says here this is this is just the the title here if you can't spell right just do it phonetically yeah it's 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 not ah. just that there's just so much going on there that you have fearsome to like say oh oh this is how it is this yeah, is... fearsome engine. Oh, it's, this is. It's about a guy who goes, who climbs right. up a big alien structure kind of thing, which is a big fearsome engine, and it's, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. It's a crazy. It's a crazy book. Um, oh, I thought when you said that, I, I immediately put it in my head as uh, the how you talking. Go talking to the microphone. <laughs> like, ooh, sorry. All right, maybe um, we're gonna have to do a fearsome engine there. Uh, sounds uh, that sounds good fun. Okay, um, talking, I'm up for chillet. Talking of. Books. Books. You're having trouble finding books. No. Well, no? yes, I was having trouble finding books. And I was like, I can't find a book. Can't find a book. All I want to do is find a book to oh, read. Oh, you were really miserable. I was miserable. Well, I was ill and I was yes, annoyed because I kind of like... finished this book and yeah. couldn't find another one to, to, so, to read. So, did you find one? What do you mean, did I find one? Did you find a new book? Yes, I did. Um, what is it? It's, let me have a, just quickly have a look. I, I want to find what um, what someone said about this. Okay. Here's from Stevie from 2017. This is this 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 is how far back I had to go in the books I would like to see reviewed thread until I found a book which I'd either not read or people had recommended and I hadn't sort of like looked at it and gone, nah, that's not a book for me, you know. Yeah. Even though our taste seems to be chalk and cheese, I didn't like Nine Fox uh, and loved We Are Legion. You mentioned in the Nine Fox episode how much you love a challenge and having to take notes and rewind, etc. Let me suggest then The Tourist by Robert Dickinson. It's a time travel conspiracy book that most people aren't getting. It does the opposite of handholding. I had to listen to it twice, but I really wanted to solve it. Narrated by the great Peter Kenny. So I'm going to do, do another Peter totally Kenny. up your alley. I haven't started listening to it yet. Anyway, I looked on... Um, I looked on goodreads.com and wow, this book has a low rating. 
Yeah. These are the low rating. It's obviously uh, one that is a bit of a... Stevie Kincaid rated it um, five stars, but... Oh, no, What's no, it called? No. The Tourist. The Tourist, actually. Uh, yeah, let me... Uh, um, so, 2.66 stars. 2.66 stars out of five stars. Wow. That's yeah. very low. What's the, what's the, what's the author? Um, Robert Dickinson. Oh, okay. Anyway, so there's lots of five-star reviews, and there's obviously loads and loads of one-star reviews by just being going, nah. Don't get it. An interesting concept, concept, but almost impossible to enjoy. You know, that kind of thing. So anyway, I, I downloaded this as an audio, but this is going to be the next one. Is it going to be complicated? Yes. Might I have to listen to a few chapters twice? Yes, because I'm listening to it as an audiobook. If it but was- it's Peter Kenny. Peter Kenny, so it's good. And actually, it's not that long either. I mean, well, it's not short, but it's not massively long. Anyway, that's the next book I'm going to read. Um, so uh, I think that's it. That's the end of this episode. Anything else to say? What book are you reading at the moment? Not science fiction, are you? Just... No, I'm reading another another yeah. one of the Maisie Dobbs books. Yep. And um, um, so that's cool. Another episode of uh, Luke and Juliana play Dungeons and Dragons D&D coming out in the future. Um, yes. Once we record it. Once I'm uh, not tired yeah once we're, well we're not going to do it today but you know maybe tomorrow we'll have another session yeah and uh so look out for that in the future uh you can follow me on twitter i'm at luke Burge. you can follow juliana on twitter she's at j-u-k-u berlin yes that's right and uh, be our friends on um on goodreads oh yes that's what i wanted to do i wanted to go across against the dark background and see what other friends tl evans rated it four stars ken rated it four stars uh tom rated it three stars Isabel Kitty Wake rated it four stars. So yeah, lots, lots of four and like three, four, three and four re- star reviews. Not many five star reviews for this. I just don't think this is a five star kind of book. Yeah. But there's uh, lots of people re- read it, and overall a four point one rating on Goodreads. So it's really that's a really good rating for a book. Yeah. To be over bad. four stars is really good. Yeah. It just didn't land for me. Yeah. It doesn't always. I think it. I think I enjoyed it a lot more. Like my rating of this book is four stars. So the last time I read this book, I gave it a four star rating. Wow. Okay. But I think I've just changed. <laughs> I I'm 20 years older. I guess. I think that's it. Well, so do you think you're getting it better? You're you getting more out of it? I think I've just read so much more of of uh, Ian and Banks. Yeah. That. I'm not interested in this experiment anymore. Okay. Like his his overall experiment, the journey that he took me on yeah. with, in the culture series was such an amazing journey that this feels a bit like, oh, at least it was like his first novel. Did you read it when novel. it came out? Like in the uh, 1990s? No, because it came out in 1993 and I was 13 then. And I probably read this book in 1997 or 98 okay. or something like that, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So maybe five years after, maybe it's just maybe it's too much of a '90s novel. Maybe it's a a book written in the '70s, updated for the '90s, and just now I'm just that's just it's not just, where I am. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's possible. You know. All right. Right. Good. That's it. That's, that's the it. end. Thanks a lot for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.